there, my friends. How are you? Doing something new today. Trying to record with my headset. So, taking a walk today. Oh, there's a dead bunny in the road. That's lovely. And uh, it's got a little mic attachment on it. So, let's see if this allows me to uh, record hands-free. It might not be very loud, though. I gave it a little, a little test, and it didn't really record very loud. So, you might need to turn this recording up a bit to actually hear me really well. So, we'll see. We'll see. But, hello. Hello, my friends. There's that intro again. It's a good intro, you know? You're going to have a standard intro. It's a good one. Of course, I like mine as well. Hello, this is Jim. And I was just thinking, they're both pretty good. So, nothing like catchphrases and things like that to start off a show, but we've we've talked enough about starting a show, so let's actually do that. Instead of talking about starting the show, let's actually start the show. So I'm out for my walk. Did a four-mile walk yesterday, doing a four-mile walk today. And looking at farmland today. It's not hard to do where I live. There's plenty of it. Go back far enough, that's all it was here. But the farm that is on the road that I live on got sold yesterday. Got sold for a big pile of money. 2.346 million dollars. That's what it got sold for. So the kids of the farmer who used to live there did well. That was an auction. Usually auctions don't bring in the most money. People usually do auctions because they're trying to get rid of the property quickly rather than sit around and wait for somebody who's going to give the, the top dollar. But 176 acres of farmland. And if you trust Zillow or Realtor.com, their guesstimate, they call it an estimate, but you know, it's really more of a guesstimate with a G, was it would top off at about one mil for this area. Well, if they're correct, and these folks did 2.346 times better than what they should have got for it. It's going to get sold, though, to another commercial farmer who actually just bought the property I'm looking at. 
about a mile away. It's another 160 acres. So he's now got well over 300 acres of farmland in this area. So good news though is it's going to stay a farm, which is nice. You know, my wife and I were were very nervous that at 176 acres, it's going to be a developer who's going to come in, you know, offer five mil, and then put up 200 to 250 of the prettiest little houses you ever saw, which would totally change our neighborhood. So. You know, the quiet streets that I have right now, that would be gone. Uh, it would be Traffic City in here. Of course, they'd have to go and uh, bring in sewer from the main road up here. Because this is too much property to put everybody on a septic. They'd have to bring in public water. Because again, this is too much too much property to uh, try to have everybody drinking off of the, uh, the water table. So, and I'm sure that would probably make its way to our house. And then that very well might be another expense as they now have to hook us up to the sewer, tear up our yard to put in said sewer and said water lines. Currently, I don't have to pay for either because we got a well and a septic. So, there it is. Very happy it's a farm. Was kind of hoping it was going to end up being an Amish farm because Amish are really good neighbors and they probably would bring in, you know, 30 or 40 of their favorite Amish relatives and friends. To, uh, to rehab the farmhouse. Uh, and probably in about six months, that thing would be immaculate. For any of you who came out to uh, Burden Hand, you know what I'm talking about. You saw those Amish farmhouses. They did. They looked like they were out of better homes and gardens. Or, uh, you know, southern living or country living or, you know, this old house or any of those how-to kinds of magazines to show you what your house could look like if you wanted to spend a lot of money and a lot of time on it. So, but yeah, yeah two mil is a little bit rich for the Amish. You know, apparently the guy who bought it is talking to one of the sons who lives about a mile away from where his, his dad used to live. And he said, yeah, the guy who bought it's a good guy. Um, don't know if he's actually going to do anything with the house. Um, you know, he, he personally doesn't need it. Um, figure if you got if you got $2 million to plunk down on farmland, you probably have a place to live at this point. So, uh, that's my guess anyway. So... So we'll see. We'll see. I got sold yesterday, so we're getting some nice weather now. So I'm figuring if he's going to start doing anything on the property, he's probably going to want to start doing it relatively soon. One of the things that the son was telling me 
they very well may uh, do. There's a little grove of trees um, that was left when they put in the, uh, the farmland. Because, of course, all of this was forested if you go back far enough. So, of course, you know, people who originally got the property, you know, did some lumberjacking and cut down the trees to make, to make farmland. It's a nice little grove. I probably, you know, somewhere between 500 and maybe 2,000 trees in this little compact area. And of course, it sits, you know, right in the middle of the of the farmland on fairly flat land. Of course, you know, around here, if you've been to Burton Hand, nothing flat around here, but what we would call fairly flat. And, uh, yeah, you just spent $2 million on farmland. You're not going to let anything that could be farmland go to waste, are you? No, no, you want to get your money back. So we may have some we may have some lumberjacks in here before Christmas, cutting all that down. And uh, getting it all prepped and ready for February, because that's the next really big planting time here. So, everybody's going through, unless you're doing hay, um, walking by a big field of hay over to my left, excuse me, over to my right right now. But, you know, where the corn was, they've just harvested, you know, and it's just, it's just cut. Uh, that's it. It's just laying fallow. Um, They've done a little bit of a uh, little bit of cultivating just to kind of turn the turn the soil over, but it's going to sit now until February, and then in February is when they start doing their next bit bit of planting. So usually wait till about mid-February, and then I'll be out here with the uh, manure sprayers, so this whole area will smell like liquefied poo because that's what they spread on it liquefied poo and uh, you know get the nitrogen into the soil let that sit for about two weeks and then starting in March the actual planting will happen so you know usually it's usually it's hay first you just the spring hay crop so grows rather quickly so that usually in about a month you can go ahead and start harvesting all that by by April get that all bailed up and ready to go and then uh, you know mid-April at the latest and uh, then it's time for corn and soybean to go into the ground so that uh, it's as tall as your eye by the 4th of July. So they'll get harvested and then they'll, they'll do another crop after that's harvested, usually in, uh, usually in September, after they harvest all the corn. They'll uh, plow that under and then put something else in there to get one more crop. Again, usually hay. 
So all this stuff is used for um, animals. So there's no no people farming here. It's all stuff that's going to go to an animal. So soybean obviously for feed. The corn is for feed. Uh, the hay is obviously for feed. It's kind of what this area does in a big way. Of course, this stuff gets gets shipped around. So definitely some people grow it here to sell here. It's what our hay guy does. He gets hay and he sells it. You know, of course, grows it, sells it. And then uh, we buy it for our horses and our goats and our, our llama. But, but yeah, so there it is. Oh, what else? Well, enjoying the walking. I'm, uh, I won't kid you. I'd rather be running. Um, one, because uh, the time commitment for. Uh, the amount of miles you can get in is definitely a lot better. Um, you know, I'm going to end up spending about an hour and a half on this walk. And I'm probably going to get, what have I got right now? I'm in for an hour and six, and I'm just over three miles. So, yep. It's slow, slow going. But, you know, I'm going in about 20 minutes a mile, so, you know, that's all you can get, really. And an hour is three miles. So, and I know there's some of you like, wow, 20 minutes a mile, that's, that's kind of slow. Yes, because it's kind of hilly here. <laughs> this ain't all flat, this ain't all downhill. Some of it's downhill, but, you know. So, I think my walking pace on the flat's probably closer to about 18, but... These hills, yeah, no, more like 20. So. so there it is. There it is. So yeah, like I said, it'll take me about, take me a little less than an hour and a half to get four miles done. Of course, if I was running that, get that done in about 45 minutes if I was taking my time. So. And obviously less than that if I wasn't taking my time. So, so yeah, there is that, but it, you know, it's, it's nice to at least be able to get out and do something, right? A little bit more of a wait before it will be safe for me to go back out and run. So, you know, it is what it is. At least I can get out. That's what matters. So, anyway, plans right now, though, are still to sign up for the Myrtle Beach Marathon, which I believe happens on March the 5th. So it's very early March. Temperature down there should be anywhere from a starting temperature in the mid to upper 40s to the mid 60s that time of year and later on in the day 
Uh, temperature could be anywhere from the mid to upper 50s to the mid to upper 70s. So, should be good. trips a lot more when my wife can come with me. I mean, you know, know, go and have my own kind of fun when I'm on my own. Had I made it to Greenville, that was going to be on my own. Susie had no wish to go there. But, uh, it is more fun when she can come along, so I'm happy she's interested. So, there it is. not going to give me a lot of time to train, but uh, kind of like Greenville, I'm only going to check off a state. I'm not going to get a particular time. I'm not looking at you know, you know, definitely doing like a PR or anything like that. And this is a flat race, so I already have an advantage that I do not train where it's flat. So there it is. So, but once I get back in the training, it's just basically get myself into into shape where I can I can comfortably finish, and I figure probably about five and a half hours. I'm not, not mistaken, they give you six to six and a half to finish. So. I'm just going for a finish time. That'll be good enough. Check off South Carolina finally. And we can worry about being quick for something later on in the year. There it is. Alright. That's enough of a check-in. Probably good to go and see if this actually worked. Like I said, last time I tried this, it recorded kind of low, so we'll see. All right, that's all I got, folks. When I have more, say more. But until then, be well.